Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Hi, welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. Joining me at the desk today is Susan Gravina from Brisbane Camera Hire. Susan runs Brisbane Camera Hire and she also runs Brilliant White Studios. So she's going to give us a bit of a rundown of the rental process and and that, which is really an interesting thing for photographers. Quite often you don't have all the kit that you need. So sometimes hiring stuff is a really good option or trying a new piece of equipment to see if you, you know, it'll fit your workflow or whatever. Hire companies like uh, Brisbane Camera Hire are really useful, a really useful tool for you to basically expand your photography knowledge and also Susan is a, an utter wealth of knowledge so you can pick a brain um, and she can kind of help guide you on their way. So Susan tell us a little bit about Brisbane Camera Hire. Yeah it's a, it's a really interesting job that I have. I really love it. It's I see a huge variety of photographers every day and I love asking them all what they're shooting Yes, um, because I'm just nosy and I love to hear what they're shooting. So the type of people that come through and the, I guess the reasons why they're renting things and what the advantages are, quite often it is, as you say, just a gap in their kit. So they have their core kit of items that get them through most of their jobs. Then there's something that comes up that's out of the ordinary and so they'll just rent something specific for that one job. Now that one, say, if it's a lens, for example, could be thousands, of, you know what lenses are like, yes, thousands yep. of dollars to buy it. And so to drop that amount of money on a lens they might use once or twice that year makes no sense at all. So a lot of that gap in kit is a a big reason, certainly. Lighting, a a lot of people don't just own all their roles. Typically, if you're going to own lighting, then you'll get a job that you're still going to need something else. Something, right. And then you've got to have somewhere to store all this stuff too. Like all my lighting kits take up so much room. Yes. And so we... We are flat out lighting every day of the week. There's lighting kits going in and out. So lighting is a big one that people just tend to not buy and they'll just rent it. Yeah, kind of makes sense because like you said, it's bulky to store. Bulky to store. It can be expensive. And like I said, it's the type of stuff that you might only you might only need it a couple of times a year. Right. You just, you know, you've got to do some LinkedIn profiles and for a client that you normally shoot something totally different for them, but they're like, hey, can you do this? A lot of try before you buy. Yes. That's often, especially now with mirrorless and all of those offerings are so expensive yes. that you don't want to go and invest in, say, an 85 1.2 lens and not like it or yeah. realize it's actually What's not it the. Not like <laughs> well, no, it's pretty nice, isn't it? <laughs> but it's not actually the focal length that you know you're comfortable with. So it's and it's funny because when you talk about that format lens, I love that lens. It's a really great lens, and I've shot fashion with it. But the, the challenge is you need some space. If you're doing yes. a full length, you need it. So I actually, yes. what I bought for my kit personally is I bought the, the 50 mil 1.2 because yes. it just gave me that little bit I didn't have to kind of get so far back. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I was, I'm a 50 and a 135 yeah. in my bag. I do tend to just bypass the 85. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's yeah a, qu- a number of reasons why people rent equipment, you know, their things might be in repairs or, yeah, it's um, it, it keeps me busy, shall we say. When you're kind of hiring stuff for business, it's actually, it's a business expense. And the other thing, you know, a lot of these jobs that people might want to go off and get gear for, they're going to hire 
Now, they're going to quote the job. Absolutely. So basically, they can factor in the rental cost into the quote. So basically, it's cost of doing business. Yes. That then they know that, yep, if you want me to do that, I can do that. I know I need lights. It's going to cost this amount. And you quote it. If you get the job, then it's win-win because you've costed all that in there. You know what it is. And then you've got your, still make your margin on the other side. Well, absolutely. That's right. It hasn't, you know, the client has covered the, the, as you say, the cost of doing the job for them. And you can go into that job knowing that you have all the right equipment rather than trying to wing it kind of with what you've got. And and the great thing about that is you, you're probably going to get a better result, which means the trade-on of that is you're going to probably win more work. That's right. And you don't have to work so hard. You've got the right gear. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, look, it makes sense. Certainly if you're, you know, if you've got the money and you've got your heart set on like a core kit of equipment, you know, that's most people, that's what they want to do. They want to at least own their camera body. Yes. Um, yeah. And then and your basic, and your basic your lenses, lenses, your 24-70 or whatnot, and then just rent the peripheral things um, as you need it seems to be the go. Yes. And I think look, for some people like too, like they, if they're not doing much kind of wildlife photography and then but then they get an opportunity to go shoot something, they need something a bit longer and it's not going to be a, kit, a lens that they're going to keep in their kit normally. Just makes sense because again, those the big telephotos can cost a lot of money, yes. especially when you get into the primes. Huh? Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, I had a, a lovely guy in yesterday afternoon who's going on safari. Yep. How cool is that? Just a once in a lifetime trip. Yep. He's not going to buy a, a huge long lens yes. for a once in a lifetime. So it's not what he normally shoots. So came in and rented it for the trip. That's the great thing. I think that people can, you know, with rental, they can, like I said, get what they need to do the job. And not have to commit to to buying it. Or, or the other thing I think which you touched on before, which is a really valid point, is try before you buy. Sometimes this could be the, you know, if you're not quite sure. And I think for a lot of people at the moment with the, the DSLR, the mirrorless, people are just struggling with that whole, don't I want to go mirrorless? This is why they can go and try. I mean, you can go into a, you can go to a camera shop and you can pick up a mirrorless camera and you can shoot mm. out the front door. It doesn't yeah. tell you much. No, it doesn't. And And you need to take that on a shoot with you and put it properly through its paces to make sure, you know, and then at the other end, look at your files from that and make sure that it is exactly what, you know, that what you want and you're comfortable shooting it. And you just can't get that pointing it in the corner of the store. You're right. Yeah. No, you need to actually go out in the real world and see how it works and see what, what type of results and is it going to, is it going to help your workflow or you're going to struggle with it? A friend of mine who was on this podcast um, previously, Terry, she was a Nikon shooter and she went and bought, she went Sony, but mm. but she struggled. She struggled for the probably the first month or so shooting with the Sony and she'd go back to what she knew. <laughs> Look, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I find Sony is an interesting system. It has, a, I, I think, a, quite a challenging interface. You know, yes. I, I can pick up any camera and go into the menu setting and and know what it's and talking it out, about. Yeah. Not Sony. Um, I don't know what any of this means. So I think, yeah, going from Canon or Nikon to Sony would be a bit of a shock. Although, you know, once you've sat down and and set that camera up, put in all your preferences, you know, customize buttons. If that's, once you've got it, you know, I'm sure it's okay. But it is. I'd say that is a challenging system. Yeah. So it, it gives you an opportunity to do the soft, a soft learning process where you can, like I said, you, you haven't committed and bought the camera yet. You can then kind of work, is this going to work? Can I make it work? Or am I going to wait for something else to come along? I yes. think it's a good a good use of rental, Yes, the rental market, being able to kind of, you know, try before you buy type of thing. And, and the other thing too is I suppose, I think you touched on it, 
people can talk to you. So you can yes. sometimes, sometimes people, people, I mean, what we've got to understand in everything in life, people know what they know. Yes. And they know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I talk to a lot of people, a lot. And photographers do have, can have quite an isolating experience in their careers in that there's not always someone to bounce something off of. So I bounce with a lot of people, uh, you know, just things they're not sure about. And yeah, a lot of times, I'd say the majority of times, I will help a photographer that's come through that they have a client, but they know what they need to achieve. They're just not quite sure on the equipment needed to get the results they want. Yes. Um, and, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years. I can help you get there. You need to know how to use the equipment. You know, it is just still a tool, right? And you need to know how to use it once you get it. Yep. Certainly, I'm, you know, I'm there to to guide you on to make sure you have the right kit for the job. I hear a lot, I get a lot of phone calls of people have gone into a camera store to get advice and they've been sold something that is completely not correct. And I just have to say to them, oh, and that's I think not the, correct. <laughs> yeah, I think what the problem happens is sometimes when people talk to somebody, you know, to get advice, they can be very skewed one way or the other. Mm. So the advice they, they can get from a camera store mightn't be exactly what that person needs. But with your kind of background of having worked with so many different photographers and that type of thing, and you can ask the questions about what they're trying to do and you'll know, no, that's not going to be a good fit for you. This is going to work better for you, what, yep. for what you do. And you've got that knowledge base where, and, and I think this is the problem sometimes too, with some of the forums out there, people will get a particular mindset from a forum and it's not always the right mindset. <laughs> oh, that is common. Yeah. So I read online that I need this. Yeah. And and they can't be convinced otherwise yep. because they read it online or someone told oh, them or a friend the, told them. It's on the internet. It's true, isn't it? And it's, <laughs> the, you know, and what can you do? I, I, I'll say, look, I, I don't agree and this is why I don't agree and I think this is probably what you need and they'll either listen to me or they won't and that's okay. You know, they'll still go and take the equipment and they'll get a result and it will be right or wrong. But, yeah, certainly there is a lot of information out there online and forums and people telling you all the time what you should be doing and that's overwhelming and it's not always accurate. And I think, you know, you touched on the point about for photographers quite often a lot of their job can be kind of a, a lonely experience that, you, you know, you, you're doing a lot of time so it's great to be able to come in and talk to a real person. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of, I think in photography there's one thing that I always kind of encourage people to try and find their tribe, try and find people, surround yourself with people who who will help you grow, who will help you kind of nourish your your, your craft. And like I said, so Brisbane Camera High is, is kind of like a, it is kind of like a community. It is. And I'm, you know, I'm. you can pick up the phone and I'll be there yep. every day. Yep. Except for Wednesdays because I'm here today. Uh, but then we <laughs> but have Darren Jew in you, on Wednesday. You've got, you've got a canon master. I've got a canon master. That you <laughs> couldn't get anyone more qualified than that man there on a Wednesday. So you yep. can ring us any day of the week. And look, I don't know everything about everything. That would be impossible. And there are some things I'm not good at and I'm not sure. But, yeah, I'm absolutely more than happy to answer every question. Yeah, which is fantastic. And what, what type of kit typically you've got all the major brands and that type of stuff there? We do, we do. So as I was saying, Sony, very popular. Yep. So in order of popularity, we have Sony and then Canon and then Nikon brings up the, the back yep. of the list there. And look, to be to be fair, I shoot Nikon. Yep. 
And that is the reason I keep Nikon <laughs> in stock. No one else does. I don't think there's anywhere else in Queensland you can rent Nikon gear. It's just yep. It just doesn't have you know the demand, the market yes. share. And even now, particularly with mirrorless, I think Nikon, again, is a little bit left behind and it is still Canon and Sony are the front runners in you know, where the, the, the industry is heading with, with mirrorless. So I do have Nikon. I get new Nikon stuff. I'm getting a new lens uh, this week, actually. Yep. Uh, and that's only because I shoot Nikon, so it's a totally selfish yes, reason. Yes, yes. Yes, not a business decision. There's still a huge bunch of photographers who Nikon's their chosen brand. And like I said, there's – and I kind of see, like, I don't ever buy into the kind of the, the brand war type stuff that we're all photographers. And, you know, it's like, you know, if, if you – kind of like cooking and your friend cooks and they use a different mix master to what you use or, you know, they've got a sure. di- different oven and you've got a fan forced and no, I've got a steam oven and, oh, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just, it's just a tool. And look, even though I say I shoot Nikon and that's only because that was the first camera I picked up. Yes. And that's how it seems to happen, right? It's a bit like, it's a bit and like- my dad shot Nikon and so you shoot Nikon, but I could still, you could give me any camera and I could still get the job done. It's just, I, you have to say... You have a system, right? Yes. What What do you shoot? I shoot Nikon. Yes, that's it. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's like a bit like I think sometimes like people are, are led by their, their life experiences like cars, like, you know, some families will be a Holden family <laughs> or a Ford family, you know. It's, it's exactly that. It still, it still drives you around. It still gets you to A to B. That's <laughs> yes. It still does the job. Yeah. So the, the camera hire part of it, you know, so equipment hire and lighting and all that type of stuff is one part of the aspect, but there is another total piece of the puzzle with with Brisbane Camera High. Now you've got a studio space. Yes. So you can rent the equipment and you can rent a space as well. So how good is that? You don't have to carry the the lights very far. It's so cool. I'll set the lights up for you even. Yeah, it's very cool. So we've just, as we haven't, hasn't been that long since we've moved into this new premises. So the studio is is quite new still, but we did have a, a studio before. So we did have some ongoing bookings and it was picking up momentum. And then when we had to move, I was devastated because it was just hitting its strides, you know. Yes, yes. Um, so I'm really, really happy that I've been able to keep the studio. I thought I might have to forego that with the move and not only keep it, but have an even Impro- better space, improve improved it. space. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool. So roughly what's that space in size-wise, roughly? I think the site's about four metres high. It's four metres high and then I think it's 3.6 by four. Yep. Nice corner corner there. We've, we've, already, we've only had a, taken bookings for the last three weeks. I think 11th of July was the first yep. booking. And we've already had just some cool stuff, random stuff being shot in like there. Like fashion or Fashion, what? yeah. There was a like a training gym wear catalogue. Active wear, that's the word, active wear catalogue. We had dog clothing. Okay. So there were a, a number of dogs um, <laughs> with T-shirts and bandanas and stuff, which was really <laughs> cool. Um, and then just a bride, a collaborative shoot went on there, so like a bridal. Yes, so it was yep. a, a bride and a groom, and so they were wedding gowns that had yes. been, you know, collaborated with and hair and makeup and florist. And so that was really that was really cool to watch as well. So there's just a huge variety of stuff that I just love being involved in it. So it's pretty much a, a blank canvas for like people can come in there and basically shoot pretty much anything absolutely so you've got the the big white corner psych which is just it's so imposing when you walk in it's very it's very cool and then one of the biggest complaints we had with our last studio is we didn't have any natural light yes options yep so you had to shoot with lighting with a flash or constant which that's fine but gosh it would have been nice to have so and so now i do have that as well so we've got a second shooting area that has backdrop papers yep and if you want to shoot natural light you just chuck that roller door up got this gorgeous 
thanks mum, sheer white curtain that we just clip onto the door and big softbox, big huge softbox. The most beautiful light comes in, so you can have two totally different shooting experiences in the space. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. And that space, like I said, because you've got that roller door, so potentially you could like even like wheel a motorbike in there or definitely could. Like that. Absolutely, Probably not, not so much a car, but. No, Maybe. you couldn't get a car. Well, I mean, you could, but then once you've got to try and light it as well. Yeah, it's going like to be too difficult. But yeah. And but I, definitely, definitely things. Small, motorbike. Small life Definitely. Items. Motorbike, you could get in there. And I, I think like this is just such luxury because it's just a much bigger space than we had before. But as I was saying to you before, it doesn't seem to matter how much space you have. Yeah, you never have enough. <laughs> you, know, you just seem to expand to, spill the, to fill the space every time. So yeah, yeah it's like, oh, I wish it was bigger. Yeah, no, <laughs> but it's good. So. And I think you've got some, you've got a mezzanine level up, which you haven't developed yet. So you've got That's plans right. to do the mezzanine. What, I don't know what I'm going to do up there. At the moment, it is just storing <laughs> yep. a whole lot of stuff that I need to address at I, some I reckon, point. I reckon it'd be great to do some setup for product photography. That is the, f- yes, that yeah. is the, the lead idea at the moment. It's it's long. It's, it's not overly wide, but it's long enough you could certainly shoot down. It would ha- have room for lights. So I think it would probably lend itself to, to products. But yeah, I just... We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you could put a gallery of chairs up there and people could just watch while the other stuff's happening. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can go up there and look down yeah, and yeah, see people. Can. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> have a viewing, a viewing gallery. <laughs> a viewing gallery. I'll keep that in mind. There you go. There you go. Might, <laughs> Thanks might, for your might, idea. Might be, might be something. <laughs> oh, dear. That's cool. So that's good. So, and you've located, it's an industrial complex, but it's yes. pretty easy to get to. Oh, it is. It is. So it's in Capalabar now, yep. which is a little bit further out than I was before, but that's yep. okay. And if you're familiar with Andersons, the camera repairers, we are like two streets from there. So yep. yeah, it, it's very easy to find. Still plenty of parking, but yeah, just uh, in Capalabar now. Yeah, it's cool. And I think, look, it doesn't matter. I mean, where, wherever you are, is if you're looking for studio space or, or you're looking to hire stuff, I mean, it's you could travel to look. get to, to wherever. So it's kind of just a part of the process. Look. That's true. And I, you know, I was definitely worried initially with the move. I'm like, oh, people won't come all the way out here and, you know, I'll, I'll lose business. And thankfully it, it hasn't happened. We do do a few more couriers and freight, yes. Uber so parcel, fantastic. So that's, so that's an option for people too. So if they can't physically get to the studio and they needed something, they could contact you Absolutely. and you can actually get it to them. Send it out. So we send stuff to the coasts quite often. And then if it's just in Brisbane wise, Uber parcel fantastic take us straight there door to door so we're doing a little bit more of that which is that's okay i know it is that's why the world's actually starting to operate we're actually still i think we're all operating more on remote control mm. with businesses like where once a time to time that everything was always face to face you know these days we've, we're seeing that meetings zoom over the internet the use of couriers and the, and the development of all these all the different you know, kind of courier businesses out there now people can just Order something, get it delivered, mm. and look for a business point of view. It's one of the, one of the funny things that I used to see in my main business was that you know some of the suppliers you'll get to the supplier and you'll go to pick up stuff and you'll get in a queue of people and it just takes forever and it's just burning up your time, <laughs> right? Yes. So I thought crazy. I just pay for a courier to get it picked up and and then I'm I can keep working. That's right. That's right. Being, it's your time. It's right. why it's been couriered out to me. So the courier thing. So the fact that's in Capalaba is not a it's not a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker. Look, couriers are a little bit of a nightmare now since COVID, and I think COVID probably did have a big impact on the way people obtain services and goods, yes. right? Because we have to stay home. So we're now very conditioned to jump online, order something, and it arrives at the door. Yes. Um, and that's good if it's a pair of pyjamas, but 
if it's a lens or a camera that you need for a particular shoot. Yes. And couriers now, because of COVID, lack of drivers and, you know, don't want to, del- they don't guarantee their delivery timeframe. So it can be a little bit, a little bit tricky, but. And that can be, that'd be challenging too, because obviously like if you've got a shoot on and the shoots are happening on Wednesday, so you need to kind of make sure you've got the lens for Wednesday you know, morning so you have the shoot. So you've obviously got to organize to get it in time. Got to be, yeah, that's true. You've got to be organized. You've got to let me know in advance. Got to make sure I can get it there. But so far, so good. We haven't had any dramas. So we've been, we had some close calls. We've, we've been lucky and everything's got where it's supposed to be on time. So yeah. yeah, look, if it's too far to come, just call me. I'll get it out to you. Exactly. So what happens with things like when people are hiring? So yes, the people like who may be listening to this who've never hired. So things like insurance and things like say something happens to the lens, what all the camera, what, how's that dealt with? What's the process for insurance and stuff like that? Would you believe, considering the sheer quantity of things that go in and out of that door yep. on a weekly basis, rarely get any problems, yes. which is yep. crazy. Which is great, right? yep. <laughs> Which is great as well. So, but, you know, stuff happens. I've broken equipment myself numerous times. So, firstly, it's cool. It happens. I'm not going to be upset. Yep. Quite often... Photographers that have insurance for their own gear, quite often I'm finding it will cover us up to an amount of someone else's gear yes, or rental gear. Hire, so yeah, you're probably yeah. fine that you could actually be covered anyway, you know, if something should happen to the equipment. If that's not the case, then you, I can cover it for you with insurance and it does have an excess of a 1000 So that's yes. per claim. So if you happen to drop a, a camera with a lens on it, it's, that's, it's not per item, you know what I mean? Yes, it's per claim. Per claim, that's yep. right. So, you know, not everything will be worth having insurance on. Yep. Um, and I'll I'll certainly let someone know, look, I don't think it's really, you know, like this is probably not worth it. And certainly what you're shooting will depend as well on whether it's a risky kind of thing. If yes. you're doing a wedding, absolutely. There are too many moving parts, parts to that yes. day, yep. right? Yep. And I've broken the most amount of gear on weddings. Lighting up on stands, yes. Yep. Because you just know that someone's going to trip on that stand. Someone's so going to crash into it. But yep. if it's just a... So when you do lighting, do you have sandbags and all the bits? Oh, and all blocks? of that. Everything goes Everything with it? Everything goes with it. Yep. But if you're just shooting a 45-minute family shoot on the beach at the end of the day, yep, it's probably cool. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, insurance is something that I, you know, don't push on anyone. It's I'll sort of suss out what it is they're doing, what equipment they're they're renting, and we just go from there. Yeah, cool. Mm. So I think, again, it's, it's like a great opportunity for people to, to try before they buy to be able to fill up the gaps in their kit that they might have yep. so they can basically take on any job, really. Exactly. And also there's the opportunity there, you know, leverage off your knowledge. Yeah. You know, that you've been Please doing. Please do. It. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you, you can pick up the phone, talk to somebody. And like I said, so what are your normal kind of days that you open? What Are you open... Um, Monday to Friday. Monday to Saturday. Monday to Saturday. That's right. Yes, the yep. studio is open seven days. Yep. You can rent the studio seven days a week and then Brisbane Camera hires Monday to Saturday. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We'll put up details of websites and stuff like that because there'll be all that type of information. If people can, on the website, they can see all the pricing. Is that all Sure there? can. Yep. yep. See all the pricing, send through inquiries and send me an email, whatever you like, give me a call. Um, yep. We're on it. So, so if someone was running a workshop, and they needed a studio space, that's a cool thing. They can bring other people in to Absolutely. do a workshop and hire the space. Happens quite often. Yep. Yes. Yep. So is that so one of your popular it. kind of hire things that happen with the studio space? It is actually, yeah. So I've got 
Andrew Merrifield. Yeah, put he, a plug in. Yeah, yeah Andrew Merrifield. Kind of <laughs> um, he runs regular workshops almost once a week or once a fortnight, and he was doing it at our old place, and he's yes. he's running workshops there now as well. And there's another workshop booked in a couple of weeks' time. And so, yeah, it's at least it's a bigger space now. Before it was, especially in COVID times as well, like, oh, we can only really have, have like five people and it's not really worth it. Yep. Now you can double that. You have 10 people at least, you know, comfortably. Because on site there's bathroom facilities and all that on site. So bathroom, change rooms, all there. Make a cup of coffee, tea. Make a cup of coffee, free bottles of water, everything. So, yeah, it's nice to have the bigger space that now, because it, sometimes it's not worth running a workshop if you've got five people, right? Yes. But now easily have 10 people at least. So. Yep. Yeah, so that happens pretty often. Well, look, thanks for coming in and having a chat about it because it's always good, like I said, people to, to probably maybe even they hadn't thought about hiring stuff. Part of the process, it's a legitimate thing in photography hmm. to hire. That people... I, I hear that a lot. I, I still get phone calls from people going, I have no idea you guys even existed. Yeah. There you go. So it's not so you need something and you Google it that you realise well, this is a service that exists. Well, like I said, people know what they know um, yes. quite often. So. That's why it's always good to educate people and try and give them that, fill in the gaps of knowledge so exactly. that people know a bit more about um, how things work and, and that this is an opportunity that people can, you know, look at to get that lens or whatever or, or try that body that they haven't tried yet. Absolutely. It's it's busy as lots of people do it. So, yeah, if you've got any questions, just let me know. Susan, thanks for joining me on this episode of Focus. It's been fantastic just kind of hearing what you're doing and I'm just wishing you all that success and you keep going for another 15 years. <laughs> oh, thanks. No, thanks for having me. It's been great. No worries. Thanks, Susan. Thanks. Bye. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone. Thank you.